Welcome back, BetMGM Tonight. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser with you here on a Friday night for two more hours. Coming two more hours before the weekend, and here it comes, the Big 12 preview. We've previewed every conference in the in the uh, Power 5, except for this one. I'm a little rattled right now, so my bets were looking really, really good, and now all of a sudden, all hell's breaking loose. The Phillies had the bases loaded. Kyle Schwarber comes up to the dish. He gets walked. Mm-hmm. So now a 4-2 game. And I'm not feeling as good here, Peach. And then, uh, of course, we already know the Rangers blew that two nothing lead. Three uh, two now, Dodgers. So, little little nervous. Yeah. Brewers also losing. So, um, yeah, man. I uh, I need I need to pick myself back up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the uh, Big Twelve, and I have a lot of bets. So I'm going to start with an under, really quick. We're going to talk about Texas, Oklahoma, throughout some conference odds, some futures. But I actually want to get your opinion on something because I bet something early, gave it out really early, and uh, I didn't think it was going to be a very popular pick, but it turns out looks like I was on the right side. So the first bet that I made in the Big 12 was when the win totals were released, I saw Kansas sitting there at 6.5. And, mm-hmm. and I love the coaching staff. I love everybody on the offensive side of the ball. It's hard not to. They have 10 starters back. Jalen Daniels is back, and even if he does get injured, Bean's back, their backup quarterback. But the win total was 6.5. If you know Kansas football, I mean, we were looking at win totals. This is a huge adjustment. We're looking at like a five, six win adjustment here, whereas they were favored to win, what, one game, two games the last couple of years? Yep. Now everybody's going to love them. I get it. Ten starters back on offense. Seven are back on defense. But that's actually what I don't like about Kansas is the defensive side of the ball. And the schedule much tougher, obviously. Last year they had a lack of a pass rush. They gave up 35 points per game, which was actually an improvement. Also, like they had three upset wins and they start the year five and zero. They're a great story. They're five and zero, but down the stretch they only go one and seven to make their first bowl game since two thousand and nine. And then all of a sudden we're opening them up as six and a half point uh, or six and a half win. You know on the on the win total. You look at the schedule, dude. Illinois is going to be tough this year. BYU comes over in conference play now. They get Texas. They get Central Florida, who comes over. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Kansas State. In Cincinnati, I know it's going to be a rebuild uh, rebuild year for Cincinnati, but that's a brutal schedule, man. Um, like I said, I like Devin Neal, the running back. He was awesome. Luke Grimm's back. Quentin Skinner's back. Offensive line, they only have two losses, and they bring in Logan Brown from Wisconsin and uh, Spencer Lovell from K- California, so they're pretty stacked there. But I went under at 6.5. Now, though, the win total is at 5.5. Mm. Do you think I should play some overs? Not the, not the full amount that I played yeah, the under at six not, and a half, but do you think they could get the six wins, or do you agree this is going to be a down year for Kansas and expectations are way too high? I think it's going to be a down year, Ryan, but, man, I mean, you and I both, we love us some Lance Leipold. Dude, dude, that's one the thing. Of the I, best, hate, I hate fading him, but I, I just know. don't think they get to the seven wins, dude. One of the best play callers in the country. I know. I agree with you. This schedule is tough. They got some tricky road games. And another part of this, too, which you have to remember, is now – in the eyes of the other teams in the Big 12, Kansas has gone from a team that when you saw them on your schedule, you knew it was going to be an auto win to now you're like, oh, this is going to be a game, right? Yeah, yeah. We kind of saw that as the season went on. Kansas all of a sudden exactly. started to get some respect from their opponents. So it's going to be tough. I love Jalen Daniels. He's one of the best uh, quarterbacks in this conference. Oh, yeah. Like you said, I'm looking forward to betting some Kansas overs because they're going to be a lot of offense and not a lot of defense. I I would stay away from the win total. When you got it six and a half, I love the you under. You like the there. under at six and a half. Do you think I, I just leave it and don't play any five and a half back? 
they just feel like anywhere from five to seven wins, but yeah. I don't think they get to seven. I think that's their ceiling. So I, I would just stick with your under. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my favorite play, though. Yeah, um, I like that. That was my favorite play, but yeah, now the number's gone. That's why everybody calls me crazy when I want to talk about this kind of stuff in July and early June. Or not early June, they're not up yet. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I could breathe here. Oh. Oh, thank God. All right. wonder if that's a red card. We might have USA. Probably Oh, not. I forgot. We're, this yeah. is even going on. So it's we get out of a bases loaded jam with one out. Oh, it's 4-2 nice. Guardians. That. Yeah. All hell is breaking loose. All right, let's talk about... Um, let's talk really quick about the uh, odds to win the Big 12. So Texas, even money. Oklahoma, plus 325. Kansas State, 6-1 odds. Texas Tech, 9-1. to TCU, who was in the national title game a couple months ago, is 20-1. Hmm. Baylor, 20-1. to Central Florida, 25-1. to Oklahoma State, 40-1. to Kansas, who we just talked about. I like their under, 40-1. to So let's just talk about Texas to start things off because I played Texas at even money, and I also went over the win total, 9.5. You look at their quarterback room. Quinn Ewers is back. If he doesn't get hurt against Bama, I'm sorry to say this, Peach, they were going to win that game. Agreed. But here's what I worry about with Ewers. I went back, I watched every single Texas game, which is why my eyeballs feel like they're bleeding. So he was really good. He gets hurt against Bama, right? Then he comes back against Oklahoma. Huge game. Throws four touchdown passes. Looks really good. Then after that, though, four straight games he goes without completing 60% of his passes, which is what it is. But... I bet them against Oklahoma State, and he completed 19 of 49 passes. Then against TCU, I think you were on Texas as well. We were betting against TCU every week. He's the reason they lost that game. He was 17 of 39. Mm. So 19 of 49 against OK State, 17 for 39 against that TCU secondary that we saw get absolutely torched right. by Georgia. Um, like Overall, a decent season. If you look at the numbers, 15 touchdowns, 6 picks. I feel like he's going to have to be way better because now he has Arch Manning on campus breathing down his neck. And also they have Malik Murphy, who I always forget about, and he's a dual-threat quarterback. That's the one thing that scares me about offense, like about their offense. Because even after they lose Bijan, I mean, you downgrade him, but their freshman C.J. Baxter is probably going to end up being awesome. Their wide receivers are some of the best in the country. Xavier Worthy's back for his junior season. He broke the Texas school record for a freshman last season. He had nine touchdowns. Uh you know, Jordan Winningham's their number two. Jatavion Sanders is their tight end. Last year, he caught 54 balls, which was actually the single-season record for a tight end at Texas. And they have the same five O-linemen that started every game last season coming back. So I think they'll have a top-five offensive line in the country. That's the reason I like them so much. Ten starters back. Last season, they averaged 430 yards per game. Only 35 points per game. I think they're going to be a little bit better even without Bijan, but my only concern would be Quinn Ewers. Is he that guy? I don't think we'll see Arch Manning as a freshman, but uh, that would be my only concern. I love them offensively. What about you? I do, too. The receiving room is great. The yeah. Donnie Mitchell addition from Georgia is spectacular to go along with Worthy. I mean, Ryan, th- their talent is so good, and you pair that with Sark as a play caller. Look, I know Lincoln Riley's great. I know Ryan Day's great. There's some great play callers. Sark's my one seed. I, I love Sark. I love watching him call a game. And maybe because he was OC at Bama. So and I got to up. watch him. But, man, was he good. Uh, look, the Bama game will be a great test for him. As you mentioned, if Ewers stays healthy, they win that game. I was so impressed with Texas's defense in that game. Yeah. And how they really took Bama out of sorts. Their their secondary really challenged their receivers. Bryce Young could never get in a rhythm. If it really weren't for a couple of busted plays, Texas defense probably hangs on and um, they win that game. But obviously that'll be big. 
And then it'll just be about managing the expectations. I think what every Texas fan is worried about this year, and even people who are backing Texas, is you're just worried about that what, kind of what we were talking about with Oregon yesterday. Oregon's good every year for that one game. It goes back to like the Clemsoning, the right? Stinker? The stinker. Against They're good the, for yeah. the stinker. Texas is good for like one or two stinkers every year. Yeah. And it's just about if they can avoid that. They're going to be favored in every single game they play this season except for the Bama game. Yeah. So, hypothetically, they should win every game that they play except the Bama game. They should only lose one regular season game. The talent is there. It's just about if this team can manage the expectations. Personally, Ryan, I most of the time am in the camp that until I see a team do it, I just can't get there. I can see why you like them. I love the talent. I'm going to pass on Texas. I think them and Oklahoma, head and shoulders, are the two most talented teams in the conference. But the Big 12 is a fluky league, man, and we see it every year. Like This is the one conference year in and year out where just somebody kind of comes out of nowhere. But uh, I, I I would pass on Texas, though. Nine and a half is short. I, I love the... I, I'm fine if you don't like them to win the conference, but nine and a half, it's minus 135. I think this is a 10-win See, team. See, because the problem is if they lose to Bama, they only can lose one more game the rest of the year. And maybe, they, maybe that will happen, and maybe they'll beat Bama, and they can afford to lose two Big 12 games. I just don't know. If you think they're going to lose to Bama like I do... That's what scares me, is that the fact that they can only lose one more game. Yes, yeah, I You think, think they're going to beat, they're gonna Bama. beat Bama. So that's really what it comes yeah, down man, we, to, I, I mean, I just, you look at the experience. Six starters are back on defense. You know, I like their defensive line. And they get Trill Carter, the nose tackle from Minnesota in the portal. I really liked him in the Big Ten last year. Jalen Ford's back at inside linebacker. He was their leading tackler last season. Yep. Also had four picks, so he's really good in coverage. DBs, Ryan Watts is back. He started all 13 games. I think they're going to be better. I think they have one of the deeper secondaries in the country. Jaron Thompson had 83 tackles. Terrence Brooks played a little bit last year. I love Sark like you. And last year, dude, they won. Uh, they went 8-5, and five, and all five of their losses were by a touchdown or less, including that Bama game that we just talked about. And, uh, you know, the problem, I, I do agree. You look at the conference schedule, man, they're the only team actually in the Big 12. I think this is probably the parting gift since they're joining the SEC that plays the top six teams from last year, and they get the non-con against Bama. So I get what you're saying about the schedule. I think this is... And I never buy into the Texas hype. This year, I'm doing it. I'm all about Sark. Over nine and a half wins, I'm taking them to win the uh, Big 12. But I'm also pretty high on Oklahoma. Let's talk about them because I felt bad. I was on You Better You Bet yesterday, and Nick texted me, and he's like, have you bet any college football win totals? And I sent him my list, which is 45 teams long now. (laughs) And I had Oklahoma nine and a half. And then when I went on with them, I was like, I like Oklahoma, but I haven't done anything with them. And I just bet this this morning, but I was like putting it as a reminder because I was trying to figure out do I want to play Oklahoma's win total, or do I want to play Dylan Gabriel, as crazy as this sounds? I don't even love Dylan Gabriel. I like him as a college quarterback to win Heisman if I get a good price. Because mm. last season, like the numbers look good. He wasn't great, but the numbers, 3,000 yards, 25 touchdowns. But here's the case I can make for Dylan Gabriel and Oklahoma to be good. When he was on the field for 11 games before he got hurt, they averaged over 500 total yards of offense. As far as yardage-wise... That's actually better than the Lincoln-Riley offenses. The problem was, in the red zone, they were a mess. So they only averaged 37 points per game. Mm -hmm. But that's still decent. 500 total yards, 37 points per game, year one after Lincoln-Riley. Then he gets hurt the two games he didn't play. They averaged 275 yards per game and only 12 points per game. Like, that's a huge drop-off in college football. So if he stays healthy... And he puts up numbers like that, and they're better. Because I also kind of like them better. You lose Eric Gray in the backfield, but I like Marcus Major 
And yep. I like uh, the Banks or Barnes kid, Javante Barnes. They lose Marvin Mims, but they get Farouk back. Drake Stoops is a decent slot receiver. They get a ton of transfers on the offensive line. Seven starters back, a healthy Dylan Gabriel with some weapons. Would you rather play Oklahoma to win the conference over their win total or take a shot with him to win the Heisman or maybe all three or any of those? It's a great question. I think I'd rather I, – I'd play both, honestly. If I had to choose between the two – Win total is nine and a half. That's the problem, dude. Mm, I just – I don't know what Venables is as a head coach. That's the problem. Same. I don't think I like him as a head coach. Like, I just think he's going to be another one of these guys who's a great defensive coordinator – but I don't know if he's a head coach. Like, he might be the next Manny Diaz. He really might. I mean, we, we don't know, and that's what I worry about. He might be the Gene, a Gene Chizik where, yeah. you know, you give him one great quarterback, and Dylan Gabriel's not Cam Newton. But, but I he's just, a good college quarterback. Yeah. So I don't know. Dylan Gabriel's my favorite quarterback in this conference. I think he's the best one in the Big 12. I like the Heisman number on him at 25-1, to 1, especially, Ryan, you know, if you ask. Wait, that's down to 25-1? to 1? What what price did you get it at? See, I didn't end up playing it. Yet. Oh, I thought that's what you said. I thought that's what you said. It was twenty five to one. Oh no no no! I was looking at... No, let me let me check it up right now. Yeah, see if you can find that. because uh, the two are kind of correlated. Dylan Gabriel's Heisman odds. You know, if he's going to be in the Heisman conversation, then Oklahoma's probably going to win the Big Twelve. So I think Gabriel to win the Heisman might be the play, but then you just don't know what yeah. dudes around the country are doing either. Forty to one. Oh, 40. 30 yeah. to one at some shops, but yeah, forty to one was what I was looking at. Mm. I think really small. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, and I'm going to go I under like the that. win total also tonight. Really small, nine and a half. Because the problem is, let's look at the schedule. Last year they had some close losses. They had a losing season. I'm with you. Though, I don't know if Venables is the guy, That's man. the thing. And the weird thing is, like, the defense wasn't good. Like, the reason he's there is the defense. And I always found it kind of strange that he never took a head coaching gig. Because, I mean, I thought he was responsible for sure. a lot of this. He was responsible for a but, lot you know, of the success at Cur- Maybe it was a Kirby Smart type thing, this, you know? This was the one job that, like, when Oklahoma came calling, though, they knew he wasn't going to pass up. Just like Kirby. But now they got six starters back on defense, and he also had a chance to actually recruit and bring in some dudes from the portal to fit his scheme. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, they have 18 transfers coming in. So I think the defense will be a little bit better. They lost some close games. And if you look at the schedule, no Kansas State. There's one. You get one goal. There's one. Hell yeah. That was beautiful. Who USA, one nothing. One nothing. Don't one know. nil. We'll take it. Yep. Uh, they avoid Kansas State and they don't play Baylor, but I'm down on Baylor. We'll talk about them later. So I do like them to win 10 games. I think it's, dude, I think it's them in Texas in this conference. I, agree. I like both win totals over. I, agree. I know that's chalky. 